2: or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
3: This summer, click into cordless power with
4: Memorial Day Savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds looking fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear leaves and debris with the 40-volt leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Click into Memorial Day Savings, happening now at The Home Depot and on homedepot.com.
3: How doers get more done.
4: Welcome to Movie Crush, a production of iHeartRadio.
3: Hey everybody, and welcome to Movie Crush Monday with Chuck and Noel. Noel's doing a little jiggy dance. What kind of jig is that? If I showed you my my stanky finger. That's my oh God, move. Noel, stop it! <laughs> Too <laughs> it's early my, for it's stanky my, it's finger. It's my one
4: dance move. No, it's when you take the one finger and you kind of wiggle it, and you sort of wiggle your head. Okay, it's not a. It's admittedly a bad name. I'll workshop that, but it's it's a very uh, respectable dance move, and it doesn't require that much movement. I'm all about economy of mo- motion when it comes to <laughs> dancing. <laughs>
3: You're starting a new revolution. It's called the stanky panky. All you do is lay on a couch and move your pinky. I didn't say anything about the panky.
4: It's the forefinger, y'all. I know you're not looking at this in video, but it's exclusively the forefinger. How you doing, man? Uh, How are you, Noel? I'm good. It's been a couple of weeks. It's been a couple of weeks. I think we're both chilly. I immediately remarked that you're bundled and layered, and you can't see my lower half, but I'm wearing a blanket like an old lady, um, and it's very cozy. My office gets very um, drafty for some reason. The ductwork doesn't reach it properly.
3: Yeah, I've got, you know, a separate... uh, thermostat for the basement mm-hmm. and i just i'm not gonna turn on the heat Why i sound like my great grandmother yeah i'm not gonna turn on the heat just for a few hours just for a podcast <laughs> i put on a sweatshirt instead i totally should and your old
4: your old man self says what even is a podcast because he doesn't know podcast podcast <laughs> i stole that from Kristen and caroline they always like to shorten things to kiss like a robot
3: or a podcast you know, oh, they say Robit. That's they a say, they, thing. they say Robit. Yeah, uh, I'm going to try and get Conger on movie crush. It just hit me the other day. I was like, Why well, haven't I had Kristen on? Mm-hmm. I haven't talked to her in forever. I miss Kristen. She's, I do too. She's lovely. She's the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Noel. So I'm going to mute that, so that makes no noise. How was your Thanksgiving? I'm good. Um, I just heard a crazy buzz come from your mic when you touched
4: it, but then it went away. So I think we're we're
3: solid.
4: <laughs> that was kind of it. It sounded like yeah, it did. It sounded like an old timey game show buzzer for getting something wrong. Um, my Thanksgiving was great. I made my first ever turkey. I used oh, yeah? the Gordon Ramsay method. Uh, it was really really good. Which is to curse at it. Basically, you just got it to get the fuck it. out of the kitchen. Shame it until it's cooked to perfection. No, it was like um. You, you you brown it and then you put pieces of bacon on the breast, like line it with pieces of bacon, and then you just you Good know keep taking learn. it out and baste it, and then you use the bacon as the basis for your gravy. So you cut up the bacon, it's all crispy, and Holy then you take shit. you stuff the turkey with lemons and onions, and then you take that out and slice that up and put that in your gravy, and then use the drippings and all that. And I'd never made one before, and I ordered a meat thermometer specifically for the occasion, didn't come in time, so I had to depend mm. on the the color of the juices, Chuck. How to do? If they run clear, you're in the clear. That's what they said. It was <laughs> that's easy to remember. It was a big hit. Uh, I you know I told you my, my little my little weird extended family with my my ex who I'm super tight with and her husband David who I love and their daughter Estelle who is my daughter's sister and we had that our little bubbly Thanksgiving. It was great. That's great. I love it. My um, mom was going to come. But she thought better of it. She was like, you know what? I'm looking at all these news about traveling, and I'm older, and you know, I think maybe we'll just uh, FaceTime this year. Because, you know, me and Casey and them, we live a mile from each other. We see each other every day. With the mom, we were just, you know, wanted to be safe. So,
3: we were. Well, uh, I did not see my family uh, either. And, uh, you know, that's just the way it is. It looks like uh, vaccines are looking great, though. I know and it. Hopefully by... By summer and toward the end of summer, we might be resembling some sort of normal. There is a light at the end of the goddamn tunnel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, I, I was talking about that yesterday, about how I know, you
4: know, it won't roll out instantly, but it seems like it's the the, the testing is going well. And I feel confident to take, you know, one of these. Uh, sure. Are you fucking kidding me? I well, can't wait. You know the deal, Chuck. I mean, you probably, I'm sure you do. They they only removed one step of the tr- the process, and it was just the middle one. So it's not what, like like verifications? No, it was. I forget exactly, but there's three steps to like an FDA, you know, vetting oh, process, oh, yeah. and they removed the middle one to speed it up. But the third one is the most important one. That's where they do like the placebo tests and you know all of that good stuff. So uh, that's yeah. still happening. Not it's not that. like we're taking blindly some
3: you know no. mystery pill. No, I'm not I'm not worried about I know, that. but In I know fact, some people do that. worry about stuff like that, you know, well, you know, uh, yeah, I'm not going to get into all that. All I know is the Moderna vaccine they said is 100 percent effective against serious illness. Crazy. And 95 against getting it at all. So That's amazing. Stick it. All over me. Stick it in my <laughs> stick it in my neck. Stick it right in my stick neck. Stick it in my that stinky pinky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Noel. So we're going to start off with uh, this is a couple of little Oscar things. You know, the Oscars is going to be really weird this year. I don't. Even, I think they're pushing it, or they should just cancel it and just no one would give a shit. Why have some weird fake Oscar thing and try and pretend like it's been a normal movie year? Right. Just just cancel it till next year is what I say. But uh, we're going to cover a couple of things. Uh, one, this idea came from uh, uh, one of our oldest pals, Yvonne Bodet, over on the Crusher page. And I reposted to get a little more action. And it is very simply, uh, the first one is, who should have won an Oscar by now? And has not. I, You know,
4: but if, if, if there's someone who I think should have, then I'm probably going to think they already have. And I'm going to have a hard time, like, you know, differentiating. That's when you let that stinky panky do the walk-in.
3: <laughs> That's type, 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 that in in, type that thing into Google only using, what you think Only using pinkies Alright let's hear something. So we're gonna We're gonna start out With uh, Colin Heffernan He said Not sure if they count Because they won for writing But uh, Spike Lee And Quentin Tarantino uh, Yeah sure I'll take that caveat They have won But uh, Colin means For directing And yeah. so I will accept That answer Tar- Is what I'm saying Tarantino's never won He's won not for writing for, for writing. Okay, writing Okay He's won something Yeah he won Cop, uh, which one Did he win for Pulp Fiction I time imagine Hollywood?
4: No well, it was made when that i don't that know that
3: wasn't the best script i don't know oh, we'll find out uh courtney hoover says amy adams oh yeah man gosh she hadn't won an oscar that's crazy uh glenn close yeah she's due and tony collette i agree tony collette is i mean i want to call her underrated but everyone loves her so she's probably not but i feel like she's doesn't come up in the conversations of the great actors and she should yeah Tarantino's won twice for best screenplay. Definitely won
4: for Pulp Fiction, but he won for Django Unchained, which I don't think stands up oh, in most people's memories as like one of his greats. I quite enjoyed it, but a lot Good of people, script. a lot, yeah.
3: Pulp Fiction, yeah, of course. I yeah. forgot he won for that. Yeah. When he was just a youngin, He was just a wee lad. Uh, Batty King says, so many to choose. Impossible to think that Tom Cruise still hasn't got an Oscar. And also Laura Lenny. I agree with Laura Lenny. Cruise... I like the cruise. I don't know. He didn't. I guess he didn't win for Born on the Fourth of July. I'm sure he was nominated. Do they give out Oscars for running? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. Love that. Throw a little running shade at the cruise. He's good at it, though. Uh, The Gooch. David Gooch says Michael Keaton should have won at least a supporting actor for Beetlejuice. Mm. Yeah. Rules like that get overlooked. It's not fair. It's true. It's true. We got a lot of James McAvoy's in here. He's great. He's, he's, he's also like really diverse or what's the word? He's got a lot of range. I like, I like McAvoy
4: in that respect.
3: Yeah. uh, Dana Barrett says James McAvoy don't have a specific movie role in mind, but I believe he is a once in a generation actor. He's great. And the ladies like him. He's a handsome guy. LL. Cool. (laughs) Ladies love cool James. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) He is LL cool J. He is. Uh, The Mudge, uh, Jennifer Mudge says, I was surprised to learn that glenn close has never won an oscar yeah i think a lot of people are saying glenn close because i think that the new movie hillbilly elegy oh it's getting penand it is getting penand and i'm not gonna see it because of that yeah uh i also don't love watching movies like that <laughs> no a, it looks like a, a bummer i can say it uh,
4: It looks like a bummer it looks like she's in full cranky redneck old lady mode and yelling uh, and stuff yeah, and i'm not in the mood for that uh-uh, right now no you know what I mean. no that's why i never watched wedding marriage story which i know you loved, chuck but i just yeah. i think I, I maybe mentioned it like obviously i've been through a divorce so maybe i don't want to like experience that for fun but it also just looks i get that it's
3: fantastic performances but it just sure. I, it never made me like really want to hey it's not for everyone no uh, Sarah Stapleton says Greta Gerwig, Amy Adams, and Sersha Ronan. Yeah, I mean, wait, Ger- Gerwig, uh, she won something for Lady Bird, right? She won, like, Best Director or something, or Best Something. She didn't win Best Director, but I th- think she won Screenplay. Am I misremembering? I don't know. Let's see. Greta, are you going to look it up? I knew this was going right. to happen. Nominee, I nominee, pinkies. nominee. No, did not win. Oh, wow. That's right. I remember being mad now that she didn't win. Uh, Saoirse Ronan is great. She's she'll she'll get hers. Uh, A lot of Amy Adams, uh, Tim McGavick and Maddie Baldwin both say Amy Adams. She's she's going to get one six time nominee. That's ridiculous. Give Amy Adams all the Oscars.
4: All of them. She's one of of the best. Give her everybody else's
3: Oscars. Strip them. Take them away. Everyone else and give them to her. (laughs) Rip them from Meryl Streep's hands. She can spare a couple. How many? She has a lot. I guess that's like almost. Like oh, actually, a joke. I think she's been nominated like a gazillion times, but only one, maybe a couple.
4: Oscar wins. Let's see.
3: We're we're not an Oscar encyclopedia. No, don't be. She won to for Sophie's stuff. Choice in 1983, the year of mm-hmm. my
4: very birth. Yeah, And then she what won else? for the Iron Lady in 2012, which well, I didn't see. That's on my see. queue to watch very soon, actually. Um, I'm intrigued by this show, The Crown, which I think we've talked about, because the new season, uh, it's, what's her name? Jillian, um, uh, Jillian Anderson. Jillian Anderson plays the Iron Lady and looks fantastic. And whoever they cast as, uh, as Diana and Charles, they look spot on, too. Uh, she also won for Best Supporting Actress in Kramer versus Kramer, which I've also mm. not seen great
3: movie that's about divorce i haven't I seen see either of
4: these or all three of these i haven't seen iron lady sophie's choice or kramer versus kramer
3: well uh we're going to talk about the crown later in my stream this segment so put a pin in that uh oh old pal who i need to thank daisy christina Abreu, Abreu. i can't remember i'm terrible at that uh she sent a very nice gift she sent me some uh sent our family some masks some lovely covid masks she sent me a van halen mask noel and uh, Emily's has bees on it. It's very pretty. And Ruby's has butterflies, and they're great masks. And uh, big thanks to Daisy. That was that was a very special thing that she did. Very sweet. Uh, she says Annette Benning. I like her a lot. Um, she should have won for. For uh, for American Beauty, I think.
4: Yeah, let's see. She
3: was so great in that. She... I will sell this house she, today.
4: Only nominees. <laughs> She's a four-time nominee for The Kids mm. Are Alright, which I haven't Bugsy? seen.
3: Bugsy? Oh, Kids Are Alright was great. Yeah, okay. Uh,
4: Being Julia from 2005, which I think, mm-hmm. I don't know that one either. American Beauty was
3: nominated, and The Grifters from 91, mm. which I have not seen either. Stephen Frears, produced by Marty Scorsese. Oh, Marty. Another vote from... Uh, Old, uh, old pal Vanessa Cashman for James McAvoy. Yeah, I, remember, I met another.
4: I uh, have a friend um, who's a big film buff, and you know how you and I are kind of on the same page about the Irishman as uh, as our pal Casey Pegram. This yeah. this guy was totally in the Casey camp about the Irishman too. He thought it was Scorsese's best film, Just loved it, loved it, loved it. And I had to kind of like float my whole little Meh perspective. You he was, set he, he straight. He, no, but but, but he but now that I've now that I've heard two real filmy types that I really respect, uh, I, I think I need to see it again. I, I think maybe I didn't give it its due or something Something. i don't I'll know. see it again yeah. but even
3: casey can be wrong no it's, oh, i know that
4: i know but this is this is a second opinion so
3: <laughs> no it's it's obviously uh it's obviously subjective uh boy emma clark uh, one of our old friends has a, a nice list here uh isabella huper uh vigo mortensen hugh jackman jake gyllenhaal stanley tucci uh claire denis todd haynes yes uh who else antonio madeiras nina Haas, andy circus She's got a, quite a list going here. Any circus. Would he get it for, like, you know, his his uh, best, motion, uh, best capture? motion
4: capture work? <laughs> I mean, I'm only half joking because that really does take some finesse to really bring uh, a humanity to these motion capture performances. Like, you know, it sounds yeah. like a joke that he's like, he plays King Kong. But if you watch King Kong, there is a gentleness and like a nuance. He's compared. in there. He's definitely in there. He's the ghost in the machine.
3: Uh, great album by The Police. Matthew Hunter says, Robert Shaw, nominated but never won. Renaissance man, author, actor, playwright, lived and breathed the life of entertainment. Yeah, Matthew, you are parking your car in the same garage as me, my friend. Robert
4: Shaw. Oh. Jaws, baby. He was in Jaws. He was he's the, Quint. You, yeah, that's right. Of course. Of course. Yeah.
3: And many other things. He's, he's a legend. Was a legend. And is a legend. You don't stop being a legend when you die. No. No, we're going to be legends long after our passing. I, I, I hope so. I look forward to it. Uh, Andy Long says, Willem Dafoe and uh, old Eddie Norton. He said, Norton in American History X alone is worth a trophy. And Dafoe has a number of excellent roles, but The Lighthouse in particular should have netted him a supporting actor nod. Yeah, I was really disappointed that The Lighthouse didn't get any love for those acting performances. Unreal. I mean, my lord, they were great.
4: Yeah, he's he's got some odd noms. He's got like uh, a movie called At Eternity's Gate from 2019 that I haven't even heard of at eternity's gate. What the hell is that in 2019 heard of that. nominee? Sounds familiar. Um, he was, uh, in that movie shadow of the vampire about FW mm, yeah, right yeah. and the, in the whole, about like Nosferatu, Nosferatu, um, Platoon. I, mean, I love Platoon. I think that's a that's a great war movie. I know that's it's a little great. basic, but it's it's fabulous. It's no. no that's it, great. It, I just mean it's like people. I think revere Apocalypse Now a little more than Platoon, but there's something about Platoon that always stuck with me. And the Florida Project. He got nominated
3: for that. Very mm, small,
4: but special. Movie. Role. Yeah,
3: it's great. Very special movie. Uh, Torin Perrette has a little controversial thing here uh, because over on the Crushers page where this post originated, Torin got some uh, shit for will smith and torrent says i stand by it enemy of the state i am legend pursuit of happiness uh and ali men in black fresh prince independent stay uh i would say ali perhaps he was probably nominated for that but other than that you know will smith doesn't really do it for me i think he should have got a nom for his work on fresh prince honestly i think they should have made an exception
4: given out one oscar that year for for
3: excellence in in television fuck the oh, emmy yeah,
4: that's oscar caliber performance there
3: uh matthias larson one of our old friends says um direct for director david lynch for sure he's he's too out there though for the academy um male actor well, michael no, he, Shannon. he got
4: nominated for his one normal movie the straight story straight story which yeah, which is great movie yeah and it's I called the straight story for a reason. I was talking about that with my friend. He knew exactly what he was doing with that. He's like, oh, I, totally. I can I can be David Lynch, but also yeah. look at this. He's got a new Netflix series uh,
3: coming out. Or it's, it's in development Can't or wait. whatever. So pumped. Uh, for male actor, he says Michael Shannon. And for female actor, he says uh, Isabelle Adjani uh, back in her heydays.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Fox Matthews says Bill Murray, Eddie Murphy, Jim Carrey, Adam Sandler comedic actors always get the snub yeah it's true it is true i know uh jim carrey got
4: nominated for like man on the moon i think didn't he maybe and i believe
3: uh i thought did eddie murphy lose for showgirls oh i don't even know what that is is that a musical? you know what oh showgirls no you gotta see that that's that's the broadway musical that uh about the uh not the one with not showgirls dream girls. Oh, think I was about to say, okay. Not <laughs> showgirls. The, <laughs> holy cow, Wow, movie. what a classic showgirls. Uh yeah. people are just screaming at me.
4: Well, I mean that's the thing about like a title like that. I was assuming uh, there could absolutely be another one that is just like, you know, better.
3: So yeah, now I remember he was nominated and uh I think everyone thought he was a shoe in as a bit of a lifetime nod and also a great performance. And I think I remember him looking visibly, sort of stunned and not super happy when he did not win.
4: Yeah, Carrie um, uh, also he was he got nominated for a Golden Globe. He won the Golden Globe and got nominated for a SAG award for Man of the Moon, but he got snubbed by the Oscars that year.
3: I'm looking who beat Eddie Murphy, Alan Arkin for Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, that's right, that's a good one. Yeah, you know, it's tough to say Alan Arkin didn't deserve his day in the sun. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that may have also been a bit of a lifetime nod. I'm never super happy with that. Uh, oh, Jackie Earl Haley that year for Little Children. God, he was great.
4: Yeah, I haven't seen that one. We talked about that uh, the other week.
3: And Mocky Mock in The Departed. Oh, you should get an Oscar for The Accent Alone.
2: It's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy
1: in every journey. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm
0: so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: All right, Noel, we're going to move it along. Let's do it. And go to the next segment, which is uh undeserving oscar most undeserving oscar of all time and i'm going to go ahead and ride out of the dome here as you say as you kids say and go with uh, the movie crash for best picture oh yeah that was the that was the talk of the town not in a good way yeah
4: <laughs> i just mean like people yeah, sure. are, instantly were like Man, i don't know
3: did it take a little while for
4: history to realize that that, that was a giant fuck up
3: uh, it seems like the day after yeah. everyone was like, "Wait, what?" what? <laughs> I don't even think it was that good of a movie at all, if I remember correctly. Much less the best. I mean, it was it because happened it, that year.
4: I think it was because it like handled race in an interesting way, or like in a in a, a confrontational way that resonated at the time, or something. I just remember, but it was really ham fisted, if I'm not mistaken. Like it was really like these kind of broad racial stereotype characters that kind of were all clashing in these different little la vignette
3: type it might have things. been that i think so i'm looking noel at the other best picture nominees that year munich better movie right good night good luck better movie yeah capote better movie and Brokeback mountain easily should have won the oscar right for best picture right yeah what a sham I'm angry all over Yeah, again. that's interesting, man. I didn't even realize
4: it was in that uh, good company. I haven't seen oh, Munich. No. Uh, I re- I, we've talked about this, and it's surprising. Munich's to, good. I need to check it out. You'd like it. It's good. Uh, it's like a spy thing kind of almost, yeah, right? it's great. Yeah,
3: cool. I mean, it's the true story of the Munich Olympics, and the it's, uh, yeah, it's really good. Mm. Sam Comer says, I'm sorry, I'm drinking tea, everyone. No, I'm drinking T- coffee out of a jug. Triggering people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Sam Comer says, there's no way Dances with Wolves was better than Goodfellas. Oh, Yeah. And there's no way that Crash is deserved more than... And he just put gestures wildly. Anything.
4: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Pretty
3: much. Yeah. Uh, Let me see. Uh, Marios Alexander Rotsides, one of my favorite names in Crushers, says, uh, Eddie Redmayne for Theory of Everything. Not to sound insensitive, but he literally just sat there for half the movie. Yeah. I mean, uh, (laughs) I guess it is insensitive, but... Uh, I see where you're going there for sure it's interesting did you see that? Movie? I didn't
4: I mean I know it's about Stephen Hawking and like what is there did he, was he afflicted with that condition like later in life or at some point is there a period where he's not afflicted with that condition and then it happens uh, yes okay well there you
3: go <laughs> that's all, that's uh, all Linnea Barnett says uh, one of our old uh, old friends says once upon a time in Hollywood for screenplay I know I'll get dragged for this, but wow, that movie was awful. It was aimless and had no plot. I hate that movie. Uh, I would. We've talked about this. I think
4: we're all on the same page. I would argue that's somewhat missing the point. And I know that's a lazy thing to say a lot of the time, but I I don't feel like plot was as much what the the point of that movie was as just kind of like taking you through a guided tour of like this Hollywood mystic kind of story. You know, I don't know. I I enjoyed it.
3: I'm with you. Uh, one of our old friends uh, Margarita Saramago says I have a very old school axe to grind but how green was my valley beating citizen kane for best movie was just wrong Yeah how did citizen kane not win best picture that's ridiculous So much politics involved no
4: Well that's again the citizen kane is one of those movies where it's such a like bombshell that it takes a like a delayed reaction I don't know that people even saw the genius of it right away. It took seeing its influence on other things to realize what an important film it was. So it it just, it would probably at the time was a little bit, what the fuck, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it did well and it was like, you know, success, but I have a feeling it was so like new and out there that it might've made some of the people in the Academy kind of scratch their heads a little bit.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, Douglas Ronda says Julia Roberts for Aaron Brockovich beating out Ellen Burstyn for a Requiem for a Dream. Uh, going out on limb, I would guess the Academy voters found Aronofsky's film too harrowing to make it uh, through, maybe.
4: Which one? Requiem? Uh,
3: yeah. I mean, Julia Roberts was really great as Aaron Brockovich. So I can't really take anything away from her, but Ellen Burstyn and Requiem for a Dream. That's one of the best performances I've ever seen. It's
4: unreal, but you're right. It's just so And she's a legend. It's so bleak. It's just so fucking bleak. It is so bleak. Um, but you're right. No, it's it's fabulous. It's one of those movies though that you don't really have to see more than once because it hits yeah. you so hard and it just like it almost is like What's the word? It gives you like PTSD. It's like, I don't need, get, get it away, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Oh God. Especially if you have an older parent or, you know, someone who's, or suffer from addiction, suffer from addiction of any kind. There's so many triggers in that movie, but it's very well done.
3: Uh, Maja Susan Melby, Melby says, Jennifer Lawrence in silver linings playbook. She did a great job, but that was a supporting role, not a lead. It bothers me so much. Jessica Chastain should have won that year. It was Jessica Chastain. Was that for zero dark 30? Because was. she was so good in that. I was. And that's but Jennifer
4: Jennifer Lawrence was seen. great. She's quirky. It's, it's more of a, it's more like, a, again, like I think there's something to be said of like taking a ser- serious subject matter and making it kind of accessible and making it like that movie is basically a rom-com about mental health. And it manages to kind of be all of those things, right? Where it's like heavy, but also light. And that's kind of, I think, it takes some real skill to pull that off. And maybe that was, but again, I also don't have much faith in the Academy or like a lot of these choices. I think a lot of these awards are all political and all about these campaigns and not really about the merit of like how good.
3: It's rigged. It's a fraud. Oh God, stop. (laughs) Just like the USFL was a rigged fraud and the Emmys were a rigged fraud and now. The election is a rigged fraud. No, the man can never lose anything. Not to mention bird Bird. of
4: the year competition. I mean, Jesus Christ. Unless it's what?
3: Bird of the year competition in (laughs) New Zealand. Uh, Jenny Fenton says, boyhood. The movie is so long and exceedingly boring. The acting is terrible. The only thing exceptional about it is it was filmed over 12 years. Doesn't make it a good movie. Look, You, You liked it. I loved it. Yeah i I didn 't see it
4: i I think I was maybe a little turned off by the the gimmick, and I was
3: worried that there was going to be too much of that, but that's no reason not to see it. I definitely want to uh this is funny. <laughs> Our old friend Dylan Carlson says Adele Dazim for let it go. Love it. Adina uh, Menzel should have won that one
4: yeah <laughs> oh, the wickedly talented Adele. Dazeem. <laughs> He just leans into it so much. He just makes a real meal out of it. You know, it's like, yeah, man, he I, was so confident. I, uh, I mean, I love it. It's so great. Like, like, did he just conjure that from his I mind? It's so not close. Not even. I mean, I want to know the story behind that moment. I want to see a documentary about all the things that just <laughs> yeah. led to that moment. Yeah.
3: Like a, an eight minute documentary, an eight
4: minute doc. That's all we need.
3: Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Mudge says crash as well. Andy Long says crash, but Shakespeare in love is also up there. Yeah, Shakespeare in Love was okay. That wasn't a best picture. Come on.
4: That's right. That was another one. I think it was I think they uh I think it was another one that sort of was like, "Oh, this is an interesting form where it's sort of like revisionist history kind of like, you know, using a classic story and and adding new things to it or whatever." Cuz that wasn't like true, yeah. right? It was sort of just like kind of a frame story where they used Shakespeare and then they added in all this other stuff. None of that really happened, right?
3: I don't think so. I don't think so either. Uh, Our old pal Mike Snelling Jr. says DiCaprio in The Revenant. He was so much better in so many other movies uh, and the whole when will he win media hype before it was just a joke. And he said that was probably his worst role in a decade. And he had a lot of people that agreed with that sentiment. I like The Revenant. It's a movie I never wanted to see again, though.
4: Yeah, because this is wholly unpleasant. But it's like, you know, they really made DiCaprio work for it. I completely agree with what everyone's saying here, that it wasn't his best performance. It wasn't even his most interesting or complex, but he, like, had to f- sleep in a bear carcass and, like,
3: you know, do all this, like, survivor-type shit. It's true. It's- I mean, it was real-deal stuff. So maybe you consider that. Uh, Paul Stanfield says, no country for old men. Just didn't get it.
4: Oh, God, really? That's How do you not get that? I'm sorry. I, no. I, that sounds dismissive. <laughs> It's just such a great movie, in my opinion. One of the all-time greats, I think.
3: No, I I loved it. Um, But, you know, not for everyone. Eh, Fair. Uh, And then Mike Doyle. Let's finish up here with Mike Doyle. Uh, Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody just could not make myself care. And that was a year with Christian Bale, Bradley Cooper, and Willem Dafoe, uh, who was most deserving. Oh, wait, I have to take issue with one more here, Noel. Yeah, please. Richard Stevens says, there will be blood. Looks good. That's about it. Oh. All right, so uh, I think we're going to finish up a little stream in this action, right, my friend? Pew, pew, pew. Do we still use that sound cue? Or can we just replace it with me going pew, pew, pew? I think pew, pew is great. Pew, pew is classic. When do you think Uh, that became the onomatopoeia for ray guns? uh, Pew, pew, I don't know. You know, it took over nerd culture and then was (laughs) probably not cool to do, then cool to do. I don't know. All that stuff confuses me, Noel. It's fair. Uh, so we're streaming this. And earlier I promised, I know you got something brewing too, but I promised a little talk of The Crown. I finished watching the most recent season of The Crown uh, in which you mentioned Diana and Charles. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is it is has now been brought into an era that I remember right. this stuff, like the Falkland Islands Wars. And when that guy broke into Buckingham Palace and uh, went into the bedroom of the queen, like I remember all that when I was a little kid. So uh it's been great. I love that show. It's one of my favorite shows. I've also after that finished we watched cuz we're kind of we're kind of royals obsessed anyway. Mm. Not obsessed, but uh we're into it. So we watched a, a documentary called Diana in her own words. It was really good. And then finished that and then then we just started a show that advertised with us for a little while uh called The Great on Hulu. It's the writer of uh oh what's the fucking movie that we like so much? From the Greek film The Favourite. Oh, it is. Yorgos Lanthimos? So it's Tony McNamara, the writer of The Favourite. And he is the showrunner on the show The Great with Elle Fanning and Nicholas Holt, uh, where it is a look at uh, Catherine the Great's rise. But it is not what you expect. It's very funny. And it's it's sort of like, uh it has the same tone as like Death for Stalin. Got it. So like there's history to it, but it's a d- dark, dark comedy, satirical mm-hmm. comedy. And it's just fucking great, man. It's a lot of fun. It's on Hulu. It's a Hulu original. Highly, highly recommend The Great. It's, El Fanning is fantastic. And Peter, or uh, Nicholas Holt as Peter is is amazing. I'm excited. I, I heard
4: a little bit about it and knew there was a connection to the favorite, uh, but did not realize it was the writer that they were separate. Usually, I think Yorgos it's awesome. writes his own movies a lot. Um That's what looks- you've been watching oh my gosh dude i got two um one is uh a show that i've been hearing a lot of buzz about for a while um really highly reviewed but it was only available in the uk until now Um, it's called the gangs of london and it is i've heard of that fucking incredible Um, yeah you know connell told me about that our boss told me mm -hmm. about that it's just great it's it's like you know I, I I hate to use the word but gritty um it's got you know so many amazing characters, many of which who are detestable, but you still find yourself rooting for them um it is no holds bar when it comes to like the action and the levels of violence it's uh i I found myself making that cringe face during one like uh, particularly intense not not like yeah. tortury, just like really intense like action like fight scenes but Uh it feels really organic and um one actor who's in it whose name is escaping me he played Kwame in i may destroy you or i will destroy you that hbo series that i yeah love that show about Um, but he's totally different practically unrecognizable in this one he plays the kind of best friend of the heir to this um you know organized crime family in london the wallace family and it's just really fantastic and i couldn't recommend it more highly Um, Yeah,
3: I got to see that because, I mean, I always trust your opinion. And, you know, Connell has really great taste. mm -hmm. Our boss has great taste in film and TV. And he said he recommended it a little while ago and it fell off my radar. So Gangs of London, huh? Gangs Sounds of London. Like yeah. Italy will not like it. Either.
4: Well, yeah. It's like I said, it's, it's, it's gory. It's like very, um, yeah. There's some, there's there. some moments where some pretty horrible things happen in terms of like, you know, the big flex, like, uh, where you make an example out of somebody, stuff like you that. You gotta do that every now and, you and then. You gotta <laughs> do that every now and then. Some of these are pretty brutal. Um, but it, it's not like, uh what's the word? It's not like just for the sake of doing it. It really has impact and and everyone on yeah. the show is great. Um on something completely different, the oh that's on um uh, Amazon. I think the first 4 episodes you can stream for free on Amazon and then I think it's on AMC Plus, which is like a okay. little subscription edition, but you can definitely watch the first 4. Uh and then like I said for something completely different, uh the reboot of the classic beloved 90s animation Animaniacs. Um, Oh, they rebooted that? They rebooted it. It's on Hulu. It's so self aware that it's a reboot. It actually writes that in as a joke. Like they apparently <laughs> the, the, the Warner brothers, Yakko, wacko and dot like died and they were reanimated for this one. <laughs> um, but it has all these great, like, you know, contemporary references and also references to the nineties and the fact that it's sort of like nice. they're catching up to the times. And I, I didn't know what to think of it, but it's just great. I think it's every bit as good as the original. And if you have any kind of nostalgia for that, you will love this. I promise.
3: Oh, cool. Well, I have none for it because I was too old, but, uh, it sounds like a, a certain age demographic. It's, it's probably going to blow up. Yep. I think so. I too. saw Save by the bell was coming back They're <laughs> rebooting that, which is a show Emily and I were talking about the reboot and I was, she was like, you didn't watch it. And I said, well, not r- really, but a little bit, like I knew who the characters were, but I didn't like sit around and watch Save by the bell, but I had to have watched some of it. Cause I know screech and Zach and, uh, Slater. Uh, Slater, Mm -hmm. A.C. Slater. Mm -hmm. Like, I know who those people are, so I had to have watched it at some point.
4: Mario Lopez, like, looks the same, dude. It's weird. I mean, he must be. (laughs) I saw him. uh, Yeah.
3: uh, You know the Grove in L.A.? Did you ever go there?
4: Sure, sure. They have a really good, like, little... Like Mexican restaurant, like farmer's markety kind of thing there outside. Yeah, yeah.
3: Well, in fact, the old school farmer's market that was previously there before The Grove was attached is still got the most amazing outdoor bar in L.A., mm-hmm. but um, very old school. But The Grove is now this new big outdoor shopping mall. And I used to go see movies there a lot because it's a great movie theater that was not too far from me. And I came out of a movie one day, like you always come out of movies in the matinee in L.A. to like the brightest sunshine totally. ever. And who was there shooting a the thing right in front of me was fucking Mario Lopez, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, he's I with the, it for a. Little bit.
4: He's with the company. He's
3: an iHeart man.
4: Oh, is he? Yeah, he's either nice. like yes. Uh, he's
3: probably a radio guy, mm-hmm, right? I think so. He, he definitely was like at the podcast awards. He was one of the presenters. Oh, okay. I think I remember that. Mm-hmm. You know, hats off to the guy. He he's made a nice long career for himself. Absolutely, good spokesman and ageless. As it turns out, yeah, he looks exactly the same. Uh, All right, dude. Well, that's it for me. I hear the vacuum cleaner going upstairs, so I think that's my cue. (laughs) That's a good cue. Uh, Thanks, for everyone, for listening. Check out those Stream This Rex, and we will see you next week.
1: Movie Crash is produced and written by Charles Bryant and Noel Brown, edited and engineered by Seth Nicholas Johnson, and scored by Noel Brown, here in our home studio at Ponce Market, Atlanta, Georgia, for iHeartRadio.
4: For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
0: This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit,
1: Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday.